Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. Well, John, I think we have an awesome show lined up for today. Um, you know, we're all about retirement today. Today's a retirement type of day. It is a retirement type day. It's a great thing to look at. And, you know, we're going to start off here. We got the five signs that you're headed toward a great retirement. I mean, these are those neon blinking lights out there that say runway, man. You are on the runway. You are you are headed into a safe landing for retirement. So you want to listen to these. These are great you know, five great signs. Yeah, make sure you're on track. This is the way to do it. Exactly. So stick around for that, and then we have another good time. Yeah, yeah, we do. So what is your retirement persona going to be, right? I mean, are you going to be someone who travels a lot? Are you going to be someone who has, you know, an expensive hobby? Or are you just going to be a homebody? So we're going to dive into a couple of different types of retirees, and it takes some planning if you're going to do one of these or two of these. Got to make sure that you're planning. So that first segment of making sure you're on track fits right into this. Yeah, and if you're planning to buy a golf course and keep up a golf course, you may want to do some planning for that. Yeah. That's that's that could be a big mistake. That could be a big hobby. Could be a huge <laughs> hobby. You don't want to do that. I got a backyard. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But I'm Steve Marvert. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro with over 20 years experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro and have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. And we're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Our podcasts are up every week on Friday afternoons. Yeah, you can go to our website, moneymd.net. We have a link on the right-hand uh, side of the, the webpage. It'll take you to the podcast. Uh, the podcast page will have all the previous podcasts, the last six or six or nine months or so. And uh, we also have it categorized by topic. So make it easy for you to listen. You can download it to your to your smartphone or whatever and take us on the road. Absolutely. Well, we're going to jump right into this, John. Um, The five signs you're headed toward a great retirement. Um, But before that, we're going to jump into... You're excited about that article, aren't you? I am excited about this (laughs) because it's a great topic. But we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. And this kind of is along those lines. This definitely is a retirement-themed podcast. And uh, there was a recent survey that was done of over 2,000 adults. And about 70% of those said they believe their financial life is what they expected or better than what they expected. So 7 out of 10 people were were pleased with where they were. 31% of the adults said that um, their quality of their financial life was worse than what they expected. That comes from the National Endowment for Financial Education. So kind of a positive. Yeah, I have to say those numbers are better than I expected. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I would have thought it had been more like a 50-50 maybe, but 70% are happy with where they're at. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just don't know how good it could be if they followed our five signs. This to is very true. A successful retirement. And I always wonder where they where the where do they get the two thousand people? Is it online? Are they going and talking to people? I mean, a lot yeah. of times the way the the questions are worded or where they're going for their their test data can influence it. But seven out of ten that's that's pretty high. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it could be one of these self select things where it's somebody that's already reading retirement material and right and they're by definition they would be somebody that's better prepared for retirement. So I don't know. That's an interesting study. I, I question those numbers though. When I see I think it's probably more flipped. A little lower, yeah. yeah. I think more people might not be satisfied with where they're at in retirement. But you're going to be because if you follow these five signs to a great retirement, you're going to be in great shape. 
Yeah, I mean, John, we sit down with people, of course, every week, you know, talking about retirement, and we see two distinctly different kinds of retirees. We see those that they just squeak by and they they have to worry, you know, about every little turn in the market and kind of where they are uh, financially into retirement, you know, every every single year. And then we see the other ones who just kind of live it up carefree in retirement, who know they're in great shape and there's really nothing that they really have to worry about that's going to derail their their retirement picture. As Dave Ramsey puts it, I mean, those are the retirees who lived like no one else, so they could live like no one else mm-hmm, that's in retirement. Right. Yep. And uh, but we see dozens of retirees walk through our door every year for planning and help, and all of them ask that same question, don't they? I mean, they ask, mm-hmm. "Can I afford to retire?" Yeah, that's we hear that often. We do. And for a small group, and the answer is easy. You know, the numbers aren't really close. They're in great shape for retirement. But then for the other group, it's kind of a close call sometimes, you know. I mean, the assumptions you use for inflation, rates of return, uh, those little differences can, can make a big difference on paper for what their situation looks like. Yeah, that's right. That second group is, is watching the market every day. They're worrying um, because the rate of return is, is super important to, to their success. And, you know, if the markets don't do well before the plan date, they may have to delay for a couple of years and you have other assumptions about inflation maybe that you know gas prices go up um, that second group may have to take a part-time job or even you know delay their retirement so you know there are there are differences we see this frequently some people are in a great situation other people's are sweating it exactly yeah on the other hand that first group of retirees we see who are in great shape they don't have to worry the plan works as well as three percent as it does at 8% return. And of course, the difference between those two groups it isn't luck. I mean, it's a matter of lifestyle, attitudes toward money. And the secret to success for that first group um, are not really secret at all. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just not obvious to those who don't have those traits, who aren't in that position. Um, but we're going to share some of those keys to success and some of those signs that you're on track for success today and that's going to make all the difference so the first sign of success is having that is that you have no debt in retirement mm-hmm. that's a big um, one. that you're on track to have no debt and have everything paid off yeah i sat down with a couple uh just yesterday in fact and you know i mean they they had kind of a modest income but they were on in great shape for retirement because they had absolutely no debt at age 50 they were done with debt, and they were building assets. And you know, their their living expenses were were somewhat modest because they didn't have a house payment, didn't have a car payment, and no credit card payments. And so, you know, they were just in great shape. I mean, you you extrapolate that to retirement, the numbers look great, and that's that's a big difference. It's all about the debt a lot of times. Um, so this is obviously a huge factor in allowing retiree the freedom to enjoy retirement. And the successful retiree, they have a 15-year mortgage. They pay extra on it if necessary so that it's totally paid off by retirement. Um, they'll have a car fund, and they'll use it to pay cash for any new cars that they buy. Typically, yeah, we see them buying used cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they do buy a new car, they immediately start saving money for the next car. And then their credit cards. Their credit cards are paid off monthly. Everything's paid with cash. So they're not running a balance on credit cards. 
And so having no debt, I mean, that frees up a remarkable one to two thousand dollars a month for most people, which allows you to retire on much less money. So yeah, that's a huge sign of success that you're on track. That is a big one. I like that starting out with that one. The second one here, Steve, is is the prudent retiree. They have a financial plan and they know if they're on track. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have a detailed plan written down, although we, we do encourage that. We, we go through a lot of planning and, and a lot of details, but they do know where they stand, and it's not a surprise when they find out um, that they are you know behind on the savings goal or maybe they um, they need to rethink their retirement date because they, they've been tracking it. So a retirement plan is simply a roadmap that shows how much you need to save and then how to get there. How long do you have to do that? And so a financial plan is a key piece of this. Exactly, yeah. And if you have a plan, you can review it yearly. You can see if you're on track. You can make course corrections. So you can use it as a guide that's updated, living document that, that tells you whether or not you're on track for retirement and what corrections you need to make. It's kind of like having a flight plan for a pilot. I mean, can you imagine flying that's a plane important. from Hawaii to, to you know, from the mainland to Hawaii without the pilot having a flight plan or maybe a GPS? Um, no, I'd probably say that's not a good idea. That would not be a good idea. <laughs> you get out over the open ocean with no flight plan. It all looks the same. It all looks the same. <laughs> You're going to be in trouble, you know, if you don't have a, some blue. kind of guide to get you there. Yeah, a simple retirement plan. It'll tell you what your number is, what your number is at retirement, and that's how much you need. And so you got to have a retirement plan to get you there. So that was number two. Next one here is a retiree who who's lives it up in style – um, what the, in retirement, what they've done is they've saved 15% or more of their salary by age 50 until retirement. Mm-hmm. That's a great sign that you're on track. If you're saving 15% or more by age 50 and you do that from there to retirement, you're probably on track for a great retirement. You know, So maybe you're 50 and the kids are finally out of the house and college is over. Praise God. <laughs> you know, you just got a big raise. Yeah, I'm close to that. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about that possibility. <laughs> um, but hopefully you weren't lured into cashing out your retirement fund to pay for college. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with the kids having to pay a reasonable amount of loans for college, right? But now it's time to get serious about retirement. You have 10 to 12 years to make hay since your expenses are now a lot lower. So take all that money that was going with the kids, going to college, et cetera, slam that into your plan and max it out. You know, $24,000 a year, if you're over 50, you can put in your retirement plan. So your 401k, so you need to try to max that out if you can. I mean, that would be a great trick if you could do that from 50 into retirement, make a huge difference. Or in, also fund a Roth IRA if you can. $6,500 a year you can put in a Roth IRA on top of that if possible. If you slam $24,000 a year into your plan and it makes 8%, you would amass $337,000 by age 60 on top of what you already had in your plan if you started at age 50. And if your company gives you a match, then it could easily be a half million dollars. Yeah, that's right. So it makes a huge difference. Yeah, 15, so. 15% is tough before 50. As the kids get out of house, out of the house, your expenses do drop. So 
that's a great, um, you know, that's a great sign that if you're doing that, you're going to be on track. Another one here, Steve, is, you know, the retirees that live like no one else, so later they can live like no one else. They have an emergency fund. Exactly. All right. So at this stage of life, you ought to have six months of expenses put aside in something that's liquid and safe for emergency. So if the car breaks down or maybe you have a large medical bill come up, you know, you have that money available. You don't have to go and, um, and, and tap retirement or some other source. You can just pay for it with cash and be done with it. And if you don't, then you're going to have credit card, you know, debt, or you're going to ruin your retirement. So make sure you have that emergency fund in place. It just gives you protection. Exactly. Yeah, credit cards, they can wreck a retirement when you have no ability to earn money or increase your income. So, and having an emergency fund, that's a key component to avoiding debt in retirement. Anyone who doesn't have an emergency fund, they tend to have credit card debt. We see it all the time. It's mm-hmm. usually either one or the other. You either have credit cards, debt, and you have no emergency fund, or you have an emergency fund, which means you don't have any credit card debt. So don't be in that latter category. You know, have a healthy emergency fund right now and in retirement, and that's a great sign that you're on track if you have a healthy emergency fund. So that's a good one. Okay, and the last sign here that you're on track for a great retirement is knowing where your money goes. And that's right. That means having a spending plan. Oh, you're gonna. Yeah, I thought you were going to say budget. I'm glad well, you didn't I, say I that. I avoided that word, budget. Yes. I would never say budget. Good. Don't um, do that. Don't do that. That's plan. such a negative yeah, connotation. Sounds so much better. Spending plan. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing, though, how many people we sit down with for retirement who are stumped by that simple question that we always ask. You know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how much you spend each month? Yeah, most people don't know that. They really don't. You would think we just asked them to cite the theory of relativity, <laughs> or we were speaking Chinese. I mean, we get that blank stare, like it's the deer in the headlights look, and people just kind of look at you, and you're like, uh-oh, I, I shouldn't have asked that question. You know, I, I think I lost them right there. Um, all right, I mean, I'm, I'll stop making fun, but seriously, I mean, 90% of people don't know the answer to that question. But you have to know the answer to that question if you want to be a winner in retirement and live like no one else. Um, it's just a requirement. Yeah, that's right. And if you don't know what it takes to live, then then you really can't determine what you need for retirement. I mean, it's like being on a boat 100 miles out in the ocean without a GPS or radio. I mean, you're hosed. I mean, you really are. You need to have that, that budget match up with that plan. And, um, you know, how, how do you, if you don't do that, there's really no way to, to know if you're, if you can retire, if you're on track of it. It's also impossible to save a lot if you don't know where it goes, because you're probably wasting a whole bunch of money as well. So that spending exactly. plan is key. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, the fact is, I mean, those who save a lot and spend less are always the ones who have a pretty good idea of where it goes. You know, they may not have a written budget you know, our spending plan, but they can rattle it off. Um, if I start asking them, you know, how much they spend on the various categories. And with those retirees, I can usually arrive at a number in just a few minutes of how much they're spending because they know all the pieces, you know, and, and it's the ones who can't tell you how much goes in their checking account each month and that they really just have no clue. And unfortunately, that's the majority of people. You know, they just really don't have a good idea of how much you're spending. So if you want to make sure that that you have this key nail, just have a simple written budget um, and update it a few times a year so that you kind of have a good idea of how much you're really spending. That that really is a big key to making Mm -hmm. sure that you're on track for retirement. 
Okay, so the takeaways here, if you want to know that you're going to have a great retirement um, where you can travel and not worry about the markets, I mean, these are the five essentials. The clients we've seen who live it up in retirement have done all of these at some level. So there's having no debt at retirement, including your house, having it all paid off at retirement. If you're on track for that, that's a great sign. Then there is having a financial plan. Um, they know where the money goes with some kind of budget. And they also have an emergency fund. They slam 15% or more of their income into retirement plan by age 50 and all the way up into retirement. So it's not that complicated. Just do it. If you do those five things, you're probably on track for a terrific retirement. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, and that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this has to do with planning for retirement. And the question is, we get periodically is, is what's a good rate of return to use for a retirement plan? And part of it has to do with your risk tolerance. Um, you know, we have some clients that are in their 60s and 70s, and they're very aggressive, and you can maybe use a little bit higher rate of return. We would never recommend that you use a historical rate of return. We know Dave likes the 12% numbers. Uh, we think, and, and generally in the industry, it's it's we believe being conservative is a better approach because we don't know if the 12 percent is going to happen in the in the future like it has in the past so um you know five to seven percent would be a reasonable target again it depends on what if you're super conservative maybe maybe south of that number a little bit but that's a reasonable number to to target yeah exactly and most retirees they're not going to, want to be 100 percent equity so you can't just pick an equity rate of return um most retirees are going to want to have maybe 50 60 percent in the stock market and maybe 40 or 50 percent in in fixed income and that means that your rate of return is going to be tamped down mm -hmm. um, yeah. quite a bit but i think yeah anywhere between five seven percent um is probably a good number even if you're planning to be aggressive in retirement and you're not dependent on that money eight percent maybe but I, I certainly you want to plan on the conservative side and you want to make sure you run numbers that look at the conservative number mm -hmm. and make sure your plan still works at five percent yeah so but that's a great great question of the week all right that leads us up here to our next topic and that is what will your retirement persona look like in retirement well, i like this yeah i, I like dreaming kind of what's what the picture is going to what look it looks like. like yeah fill it in a little bit this comes from fox business um, and, um, you know, it ties right in with what you did, Steve, the, the first segment of, of planning, you know, you gotta, you gotta look out a little bit and dream a little bit, you know, after you retire, you know, you have to ask yourself, are you, you going to travel the globe or are you going to spend your, your, your days at home with your grandchildren? Uh, or perhaps you'd just rather, you know, stay on the golf course, right? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, right. I figured you would kind of fall in that bucket. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, the good news is, is that retirement can certainly accommodate virtually any lifestyle. The bad news is, depending on how much you're saved, it, you know, not all these lifestyles are going to be realistic for, for your situation. So one of the keys to retirement savings is make sure your saving effort matches the lifestyle um, that you want to live after, after you leave the workforce. So the lifestyle we just talked about was that spending plan. You've got to have that spending plan kind of lined out exactly. and including some of these goals that we're going to talk about here. So, you know, we, we, we really encourage pre-retirees to talk about their expectations, to dream a little bit. You know, a lot of times they'll find that spouses are unaware of what their partners really wanted from maybe a travel standpoint or, um, you know, moving in some cases. And the, the husband may secretly want to buy a boat while the spouse would rather time spend time with the grandchildren. So part of retirement planning is, is talking about your goals 
goals and getting it out on the table. And um, you know, you can you can adapt to to one of these strategies we're going to talk about. But you know, you got to prepare for it. You got to talk about what what are your you know define what that looks like and go into a couple of uh, examples. And so we're going to start out here with the world traveler. Yeah, the expats, what they call it, um, which I think is an interesting term for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, so the question is, you know, do you want to move to Belize after you retire? Um, then you have to give some serious planning to that if you're going to do it. Um, they interviewed this guy, Ken Morif, who's a planner uh, and advisor, uh, wealth management firm out in Texas. And he says, you know, you'll need to consider both the financial and the lifestyle ramifications of such a retirement, like moving. He points to a client who planned to sell their home, moved to Belize. Um, they believed it made sense. He believed it made sense. The clients loved vacation in there, so why not you know, live in the sunny paradise on a, on a full-time basis? So he advised the clients to rent a home in the city for six months before they retired. I think that's a great advice. I agree. Because you got to test drive this puppy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's a big change, right? So that's exactly what they did. The client says, soon found after doing that, that living in Belize wasn't quite as nice as vacationing <laughs> there. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they were too far from their families, he says. They, they also realized they didn't have enough to do every day, so they decided to change that plan. You know, living in a foreign land can sound fun for many retirees. It is, but, you know, it's wise to, for potential expats to consider, you know, how far they'll be from their families, the nearest airport and the adequate medical services and what they're going to do day to day and all the things that are involved in moving to a different culture. So mm -hmm. test driving it was a great idea. I agree. I think that was great advice. Uh, the second one here on the list is, is called the Globetrotter. So, you know, maybe you don't live in a foreign country, but perhaps you'd like to travel uh, the globe after leaving the working world. And again, you need to plan. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of clients do come to us and say, hey, I want to do some traveling. And so you got to build that into the budget. And if you do want to travel um, and, and you, you know, you've saved enough to afford the trips, you got to think about what kind of trips you're going to take. Um, a lot of times retirees who have never left the U.S. decide to take maybe a month-long trip to an exotic foreign lo locale, and they only find themselves overwhelmed being gone for a month and just not feeling comfortable. So, you know, maybe it makes sense to, to start off and, and, um, and travel the globe with a smaller group trip. There's a lot of companies out there that take group trips. I do have a client right now that's traveling overseas and um, has been sending me some pictures and kind of telling me where they are and and they've traveled before extensively. So, but they're having a blast. They're they're in retirement now and having a really good time doing it. So, um, but you got to make sure that you plan for it. You know, you got to have good diversification in your investments. Don't time the market. You know, don't try to liquidate things. You got to have that all set up before you go. Um, so studies show that if you make the wrong decision about your investments, you know, you can de destroy your financial uh, freedom this way. So you got to have that all lined out before you hit the road. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. All right. And the next one here, though, is the sporting enthusiast. Yeah, this falls into your bucket. Yeah, it? this would. I, I love sports, <laughs> and uh, particularly one in general. Um, yeah, it may sound nice to spend your retirement focusing on your favorite, favorite sport or hobby, but be careful not to overdo it. Um, this planner in the interview here, he points out that uh, to one client who planned to work as a tennis instructor at his local club after retiring, 
um, it sounded like a great idea. I mean, and this sounded good to him. You know, the client had been playing the sport for more than 30 years. He loved it. Um, so he recommended that the client approach this at re, uh, before retirement and actually try it out again. And the client learned that teaching tennis isn't nearly as much fun as playing it. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine that. <laughs> yeah. He said it gets awfully hot here in Texas. You know, it can get 120 degrees on that tennis court. And when you're a tennis teacher, you have to be there, even if you don't feel like it. You know, even if your knees hurt, he says. <laughs> you know, the lesson to this uh, story was your favorite sport or hobby might not be enough on its own to sustain you during retirement years. So plan accordingly. Plan what you're going to do, you know, 16 hours a day, not just for, mm -hmm. you know, three hours a day at your favorite hobby. And I like that advice as well. So kind of work on that while you're still working and see if that's going to be something that's of interest to you. So we yeah, we give that out. advice to people before they retire. Go go try some different things and see what's going to work for you. So that's a good one. The last one here on the list, Steve, is, is very common is the homebody. I mean, a lot of retirees expect to spend their retirement years watching over their grandchildren. This can be a great plan. But remember, the days are long, and you're not commuting to the office every day. Um, so what are you going to do when the, the grandkids are at school or they go home? Because um, when you retire, every day is a Saturday. <laughs> That's right. That's what I hear. And, you know, there's a lot of free time. And so when you're working, you end up spending most of your discretionary income on Saturdays. So you have to be careful. If you're planning a, a homebody lifestyle, make sure you don't bust your budget for discretionary spending simply because you're bored. And, um, you know, be careful on that one click on Amazon. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that one click. You can It'll spend get you. a lot in a heartbeat. It'll get you every time. So wh whichever retirement persona you choose, there's no substitute for careful planning. We we keep harping on that. You know, if you fail to seriously calculate your retirement needs before you leave your job, you could find yourself short on funds in those golden years, which would that's not a fun, you know, outlook if you don't do the the planning and, and particularly if you have an expensive hobby or, or you're going to move, um, you know, buy a second home, whatever. You got to do the planning on it, and it really starts uh, when you're 50 years old is a great time frame because it gives you a little bit of chance um, to to start looking into that realm. Yeah, maybe when the kids are out of the house, mm -hmm. you know, you're in your 50s. Um, use some of that vacation to test out your retirement dream, and uh, spend some extended days doing it, not just not not just a few hours here and there like you're doing before retirement. You know, actually do what you're going to do and try it out for a week or two or even a month like he suggested. Mm -hmm. And make sure this is something you're really going to enjoy and you have a plan. So, But it's all about planning, right? It is a plan. So Got great plan. topic. All right, and that leads up to our last item here, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, I was talking to a client recently, and they said that uh, they, they, they were looking at their um, – uh, their financial statement. I'm not sure if it was a credit card bill or, or their bank statement, but they saw 12 cents come across. So it was really an odd amount, very, very small. Yeah. And uh, they did some research into it and talked to the institution. And apparently uh, hackers, um, when they get your information, they will put small charges through because if it was $89, it's probably going to stand out. But 12 cents, not so much if you're not really looking at it. So right. spend some time looking at your statements. If you're watching um, elderly parents as well, you got to look at their stuff also because this stuff is occurring more and more frequently. And, and 12 cents is not a lot, but the next time it'll be a little bit higher. And if they know you're not looking, then, then they'll take more and more from you. Yeah, they'll figure out how much is in there and just maybe wipe, wipe it out. The whole thing so, out. yeah, be really careful about that. You know, the, the, the online electronic fraud 
is the most scary to me mm-hmm. because that's where they could really go in and just wipe your bank account out, you know, set up some kind of EFT and just transfer everything out if they knew how much was in there. So you got to be really careful about that kind of stuff. Yeah, just just make sure you, you're you're looking at your your statements. I look at my financial stuff online frequently, um, so right. certainly more than once a month. So that's something that you got to consider prescription. Yeah, of the just week. look for any signs that something is is off. And if so. you're doing a budget, you're taking that charge and you're putting it against one of the line items. So you then start saying, well, what is this charge? And right, you know, that's right. how you, that's how you figure out that it's not right. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be complicated. Even if you spent just just ten minutes a month mm-hmm. looking at your bank statement online or looking at your statement very closely and making sure you identify everything, then that's a great first step at catching anything that that goes awry. So, good prescription of the week. Okay, and that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Um, check us out on our website moneymd.net. Email us your questions. You can email us at info at moneymd.net. Give us a call, Richard and Associates, 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. Material in this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is for customer service only and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard & Associates, a registered investment advisor.